Peter Jackson's Return of the King acts as a perfect end to his adaptation of Tolkien's famous series while also encapsulating everything necessary to make a great standalone film. In contrast to the first film of the trilogy, Return of the King shows the protagonist of the story reaching new lows, new threats, and traveling through a darker world as the balance between good and evil clash in a series of spectacular battles, suspenseful spider fight scenes, and tearful goodbyes. As the Fellowship reaches Mount Doom in their conquest against Sauron, all of Tolkien's themes and ideas within his writing come together to create a rich text of symbolism, theology, and outcomes with lasting questions. How does an alliance between the living and the dead shape the message of the story? Where does Bilbo sail off at the end? Did anyone ever help Frodo with his chapped lips? Today in Community Garden, we're riding giant eagles to Rivendell as we discuss the final part of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy. listening to the community garden podcast so yeah if you notice we have our first guest we have michael madison with us today hey okay so yeah i just wanted to introduce michael michael's a, a writer from Kansas city he's friends with us um so yeah welcome to the show michael yeah thank you guys great to be here i love me some tolkien and i've watched these movies like a hundred times yeah michael's 50 he's a he's an expert for sure yeah he a talking expert 100 percent Lord of the Rings lore expert. Yeah, he found out we were watching the movies and he had to join us. So we yeah. watched Return of the King together. Mm-hmm. And did we watch Two Towers together? Uh, watched that with uh, Don's. Yeah, that's right. Before you guys watched okay. it, we watched the extended cut. I did well, not watch the Two Towers. <laughs> I fell asleep. That's right. <laughs> you, you brushed back up before we started. We all, before we recorded. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it twice because I watched it with, him, with Michael and I watched it with y'all. And I watched the extended cut with Michael. And yeah. I can't cap there's a lot of stuff in those extended director's cut ones that like there are whole other movies basically within those (laughs) it's like a whole other movie I mean the length of the added footage from the three is probably like how many hours it's a whole movie it's a whole like a whole Lord of the Rings probably like yeah it's like three hours damn that's crazy Okay, so before we dive into the film, all right, my icebreaker hard as fuck today. All right, so <laughs> all right, there's two questions. It's two part question. Who do you think will win in a battle, Gandalf or Dumbledore? Okay, yes, that, exactly. That's you know, it, it just had to happen. No, no, I feel it though. Mm-hmm. But also, who was a better leader? Ooh, Ooh, see, that's okay. where the pressure okay. is at. Okay. Now, can I say like one and then the other for the other question, or do I have to pick one for both? No, you don't have to pick one for both. Okay, okay, okay. At then, all. Here's the deal: in a death battle, it's definitely Gandalf. I'm sorry, but Gandalf, 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 Gandalf the White is he can come back. Yeah, Gandalf he just the White is colors. just so he's essentially like an angel, like a like an archangel coming down. I don't know. Dumbledore's cool, but he gets owned like in the books. Like he dies. <laughs> <laughs> when Gandalf dies, he comes back to fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't Dumbledore know. Dumbledore only comes back in like Harry's head. Yeah. Like, when you know, Harry he still like exists as like a spirit. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, they both, that's what, that's what I was kind of getting at. Because Dumbledore is like some sort of like spiritual entity too. Because like true. you say, he comes back in Harry's thoughts. Yeah. And both maybe that's, there. maybe that's just like, you know. Yeah, wise words. For in Dumbledore's case, though, I feel like that's more just because he's dead. Yeah. Like he shows back up when Harry's about to die. Whereas like Gandalf, he's bad. He, like he literally like is a spirit that yeah. gets sent to Earth to become an old man and like do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So I think yeah, I think Gandalf probably got it for sure. Uh, so it's both of them. A on, better okay, leader, real, real quick, real quick. So yeah. every everyone, so everyone say Gandalf. Uh, yeah, about, Gandalf in the fight. Yeah. I was just gonna say real quick. I was like miniature death battle it's like if we were like lining up weapons and abilities and all that shit it's like Gandalf got a Gan- sword Gandalf got, Gandalf got sword skills mm-hmm. Gandalf has magic skills Gandalf is also like his magic level is like angel that's what we were to call it he's head to head it's hard to say he's, he's an S class demon, demon. He's a, <laughs> you know what I'm saying how do you measure Dumbledore's power though? I feel like he doesn't actually really flex maximally in the Series very much. I mean, he, yeah, Dumbledore's we, we, we extremely see, powerful though. Yeah, exactly. He, he I don't toe to toe with, with the Avocadabra. No, not like not just Voldemort, but like Voldemort's well, predecessor, Grindelwald. Like 
the previous Dark Lord, and they fought for like a fat minute, one of the most legendary battles in the Wizarding World of all time. Okay. And so like Dumbledore was strong as fuck. Yeah, He'd be but, dodging death like literally. He'd like, be like stop death. Yeah, <laughs> and also literally helped make the world. So I'm like, uh-huh. yeah. And Dum- so Dumbledore's peak he has was what's that? Um, what's that one? Because it wasn't his uh, well, the one, the elder one, one, right? Yeah. So that's his like peak shit, right? That's his mm-hmm. best. Oh, if he has the Deathly Hollows. Or something like that. No, no, well, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, both of them at they, both of them at they peak. Yeah. No, no, no. But did Dumbledore ever have the Deathly Hollows? Like all three of them. Yeah. Probably. Okay, then. Okay, then. So yes, him with yeah. the Deathly Hollows. Then uh, I'm but, still gonna give it to Gandalf, but it's not like it's not like, it's not like a white. It's like close fight, yes. but it's just like I'm sorry, Gandalf yeah. is just like. Yeah. And I will say too with that because like it resurrection. Gandalf technically isn't allowed to use his full amount of powers when he came as an old man. Which is why he's like very low. Right, I feel like Gandalf would, or uh, oh, you said Gandalf is Gand- okay. or, yeah. uh, No, I think uh, Dumbledore would still like he would hold back too because he would adhere to at least some sort of like code or something. Like he probably wouldn't like fully flex either. It's not like he would use a Vada Kedavra or something. Uh, True, he'd do some creative like, shit. That's yeah, what I, was I think like, if it was against Gandalf the Grey, Dumbledore, Dumbledore would be dodging it. Yes, because he was like, yes. I don't know, Gandalf later was like just power bound. Yeah. If we just removed all those restrictions. Yeah. yeah, both of them at peak. Okay, so like, so that means in death battle it would go like they're probably tied up for a little bit. Then Dumbledore start whooping Gandalf ass. Then he thinks he got him down, and then Gandalf be like, "Ah, bitch, I got a new robe. What's up?" No, and no, he no, starts no. like, "I got permission now." Yeah, whoops his ass. Dumbledore would kill nice. Gandalf the Grey. Yes, and, and then he'd come back. Gandalf the White would come back. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, all right, I'll my arms and just. That's Most what I'm saying. Okay. Dumbledore would whoop. But leader, ass in the beginning. who's the better leader, though? Better leader, though, that's an interesting question. Because yes. here's the deal. Gandalf kind of has, like, a, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink sort of mentality. Like, he kind of, like, you know, pokes them in the right direction. This is for me. But, like, I man feel like... supposed to do all of this I shit. feel like Dumbledore serves as, like, a direct mentor to Harry yeah to Harry cause it's like yeah, I and mean, I guess to children in general he's a principal yeah cause it's like Frodo doesn't <laughs> have that much correspondence or what, is he called? what are they called he's not a principal yeah, headmaster. Like, yeah. headmaster he's the yeah. headmaster he's like more of a, a chess master I feel like than yes. a direct leader he's not a good advisor and he's like a king maker but don't he's almost removed like, the king he feels <laughs> especially when he yeah. comes back as Gandalf yeah. the White he really feels like removed from the conflict he only in, yeah. in he way. only show up when he needs he to. does yeah. so yeah. like alright I'm here for him he to, he says. I'm gonna I'm I'm transport the ring because how the fuck y'all gonna get the ring over here this fast mm. I'm, Frodo give me the ring I'm a, we gonna go here but well no that, that yeah like Gan- Gandalf uh, the Grey feels a lot more yeah. like the most homie we see him is when he's getting off of the grade. He's in the chilling with the hobbits. Yeah. He's chilling with the hobbits. Yeah, he yeah. relaxed. He's like, that's like he's the most, like, he's just like a friend. <laughs> he's like him and, him and uh, uh, Bilbo are just smoking some weed, being like, yeah. Oh, man, like, the, the nature of their leadership is different. I wonder. Dumbledore, like, he's, he's principal of a school. He's a headmaster. Yeah. He has direct authority over these kids. He's already, yes. like, he's fought a dark lord directly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Voldemort was one of his students, so, like, he got the drop. Whenever Voldemort's coming up, Dumbledore, go Dumbledore through just, like, much more of a political figure, whereas Gandalf is more like, I'm here to guide you guys long-term to make sure that Sauron doesn't, like, kill all of it's you. It's a lot more general. But when it comes thing. to, like, <laughs> what needs to be done about off. XYZ... You could take care of that. I'm gonna just offer some advice. Yes. Right. So like, take like, I'm here to ensure that man survives outside threats. If y'all fuck around and kill each other, I don't know. You know. Right. Like, don't, like just don't do it before I need you. Right. Right. Essentially, yeah. whereas Dumbledore was more like, all right, well, I have personal responsibility over all of you people. Right. So I guess I'm gonna play this as detailed as I can, yes. and I don't have like this omniscient morality license on my side. Yeah. So I'm probably gonna give it to Dumbledore on the leadership. Yes. Yeah. Dumbledore got the leadership, but Gandalf got the fight. <laughs> what What do y'all think? Uh, what was Gandalf the Grey's biggest task? Throughout this this series, the whole series, or like specifically the fellowship. I mean, just in general. I'm getting off the like, like, his, like his whole him, like yeah, the third or no, just I don't know what movies. It, no, not even in the movies, like, just in the whatever continuity there is of oh, Gandalf oh, the Grey. He knows more. I would say in the movies, it's fighting the dude. Like, 
he got he is finding the Balrog. Yeah, finding the Balrog. Yeah. He like conquered something within himself and helped them escape. Or I don't know if he conquers it, but he awoke something within himself to where mm-hmm. he was Gandalf the White after. Yeah, sacrifices him. himself. It, like it's his entire uh, what's the world called? Uh, what's it called? It's like his paradigm shift for yes. his character. Like, so you were saying that he's more he's had more of a passive role as you know Gandalf the Grey, and then that's his like shining moment. You shall not pass. Right? Mm. I would. I would just like. He was like a cool that, uncle when he was getting off the grave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was just like coming around because he, he really was chilling. He was literally like a cool uncle, low key, because he came. He like if you think about it, he comes in the Hobbit and is just like, "Hey, Bilbo, try to go on an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> try to come kick it. You trying to come? Is it? We've been a." We finna smoke and slay a dragon. <laughs> it's gonna be lit. We're gonna take the gonna take the gold. He was like, hey, you <laughs> like gold? And then, right. <laughs> not not telling this nigga it's like, yeah, you're probably gonna you're gonna end up getting in a war. Yeah, you might die. You're I guess, kidnapped by elves, I think. I, don't I know, guess him know. being gray is is like a, a, a like a telltale symbol. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Cause uh Yeah. It's like his humanity because he still has that balance of like light and dark. Because he even yes. like there's and a moment where Frodo I think offers him the ring oh, and he, he, gets tempted. he like very firmly is like get that away from me like no I do <laughs> yeah. not want that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like, which is like I, yeah said, and he knows that too. He's like because I'm like more human in this state. So I'm more likely to like succumb that, to that sort of that temptation. He said I was trying to for good and I would still end up using it for so if if. Gandalf is just like this angel. What if, and there's like, fucking I don't know, a fucking ring of power that mm-hmm. God made, and he uses this ring of power to just have his way with man. That kind of sounds like Sauron, you know? Okay, I mean Sauron's also an angel. Yeah, that's essentially yeah, like, what Sauron. Because both of them were Sauron. Uh, Saruman's also an angel. So, for yeah, yeah. some context, okay, I so guess. Yeah. Like, with then, the, that's the, that's the, that's the background. Hold on. This yeah. nigga read the Cimmerillion. For those who don't know, like, if it's a great book. Yeah, if you're not highly like, accessible, as as in, as like educated on this as him, the Cimmerillion is basically the history and all lore of the entire Middle Earth. Or yeah. you tell him. No, he he, he get the nail on the head. Okay. It's like all Middle Earth. Okay. Um, most of it's online as well. If you don't want like dig through all the pros of the Cimmerillion, but I recommend it. Uh, <laughs> like, when, so, when they talk about the wizards, there's like five of them, and they were all Maiar, which are basically just like spirits, angels, what have you, like burying power. And they got sent down after Sauron got beat the first time, because the gods knew that Sauron wasn't like completely dead. And so, yeah, they send like five wizards, they call them the Istari, down to Middle-earth. There's... Saruman, who technically is like the boss of all the wizards, like he's the white, which I guess like, that's the color of power there. And then you got Gandalf the Grey. You have Radagast the Brown, who's in the Hobbit movies. He's like yeah, that. He, he loves that he's all a, yeah, he loves all the animals. He's a Taurus, everybody. He's a Taurus. High key. Yeah. And we also have the blue wizards. There's two of them. We never really get their names, but like. The blue wizards go off to the east somewhere and start teaching people magic. They get like super into mysticism as old men wizards, and we don't hear from them again. Radagast is like. <laughs> Could be in the Amazon TV show. Right. Okay, yeah, they, they, they might. Because <laughs> no. like some of the legendarium, it, it references like wizards coming, or like I said, magicians coming from the east and the south that like some people think might, like the blue wizards might have taught them or whatever it's kind of like See, in the air I'm liking the trend a little just not to cut you off just real quick like I'm liking this little trend of like looking at uh, uh, stories that have bigger worlds and just expanding upon them as opposed to continuing to like remake everything like they mm-hmm. have been doing for the past yeah. like five years now there's hopefully the Amazon show will we'll do a good job of that like, let's just look at places age. that have big worlds <laughs> like, let's just do that mm-hmm. and then expand into the parts that haven't been told yet there you go there you go mm-hmm. there I would just go. think more in that direction and mm-hmm. also just original shit too that'd be appreciated for you. expansion appreciate yeah. expansion is awesome just just that's a good place to go as opposed to remaking hey that's where we continue Michael let us oh, yeah. know more history but yeah they're all all Andrag's powers. Um, Radagast gets super caught up in animals and the woods world, so he kind of also fails his purpose. 
And then whenever Gandalf comes back as the White, that's because he's now been sent back as the leader of the Wizards. So whenever he's like, oh, I like your staff's broken, bitch, fuck you. Like, he pretty much strips Sar- uh, Saruman of, like, his position and then takes it himself. Oh, damn. Okay. That's okay. But, yeah, so Saruman's also an angel, and, and he he's, like, one of the most powerful of the Maiar. He's not, like, God level, but he's, like, just under God He was level. the last leader. Of the Roy, universe. can you break down that little, like, hierarchy one more time? Just from- Oh, yeah, so there's, like... Iluvatar, who's capital G God, like omnipotent, all that stuff. Yeah, we don't see him. Yeah, we don't see him at all. Then there's, except for a little bit. Then there's like the Valar, which like lowercase G gods. And those um, are included. Those are, I mean, they're more. They're not in the Lord of the Rings books. Okay. But all of the Maiar like served one of them, by and large. So like, I think Sauron serves the Valar of smithing and making things which is why when Sauron goes evil he like well yeah makes the rings and forges things and then I forget who Gandalf served I think it was the Valar of like compassion and some other things that I'm just not remembering right now but then like sure like then there's Morgoth who's like Satan capital S Sauron's boss who got kicked out under the Valar you have they kind of just call them the Maiar, which is the spirits, but there's like a, a huge range of, or I guess a free-for-all range of power there. So right, like some right. are super strong, like Gandalf or the Wizards or whatever, and then some aren't as strong. The Balrogs are also in that category as okay. well. Is she in that category? Ah, uh, I don't know, really. Okay. Like, Who's there? P- perhaps the half. Okay. The spider is like a demon. Yeah, like the mom was a spirit. Oh, the from, mom was. Yeah, okay. and she like almost ate Satan at one point, and then the Balrogs had so like, a pretty powerful, oh, pretty powerful and, demon spider. I mean, yeah, I mean she gave birth to Shelob, so Shelob has that descendancy. So I, I guess she kind of counts as okay as being in that category. It's a little mm-hmm. more like maybe she's like a demigod, I guess. That's what's up. Oh, it's hella crazy. Yeah, it actually adds a little dip. Um, with that, I'm probably going to dive into the synopsis. That's good. Yeah, I think that'll yeah, be some good groundwork. Okay, so this movie starts off with Smeagol and Deagle, I'm assuming is how it's pronounced. Um, they're fishing when Deagle discovers the One Ring in the river. So the movie starts off with a like flashback sequence showing kind of when Smeagol first got the ring. And he strangles his... Is his brother... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he strangles his brother to death after like he finds the ring in the river, um, and then it shows him retreating into the misty mountains, and him slowly just transforming into the person we know more as like Gollum, with the ring, um, and that's how the movie starts off, and then it transitions to, um, him with Sam and Frodo, I think, for like a shot. Yeah. But the first thing I want to talk about was like, how do you feel like, um. Smeagol and Deagle reflect Sam and Frodo in, like, their journey. Ooh, that's a toughie. Man, I wasn't ready for that question. (laughs) Because I wasn't paying enough to, like... Because to me, it is such a striking way to open the movie because it's, like, it instantly sets this tone of, like, tension between Frodo and Sam. And betrayal. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and betrayal because it's, like... This is the last time two hobbits had the ring, you know, and yeah. When you, had- when you put it in that context, I think more like Taoist or like yin and yang, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, I don't, I don't want to say one is bad necessarily, because either or could have like picked the ring, and it's like the the, the same story, you know. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just kind of that's true because yeah, the the two pairings have sort of a yin and yang relationship, and as you were saying that, it's like Frodo and Sam sort of do too because we were talking about how Sam ultimately still has hostility in him, but it's mostly projected towards like Gollum, yeah, because yeah. he's so focused on being so good. To Focus, Frodo. He's focused towards the negative, like mm-hmm. all right, this is what we can't do. We can't be Smeag- Smeagol yeah. or whatever. And I yeah, I think they're just kind of prepping us. I think we've been on to the whole story this whole time. Like, Frodo is, like, the temptation, and, and, and Sam is the the angel. 
Right. You know what I mean? Go, or, or go, they, yeah. I guess Frodo would be like the neutral point, the line, mm-hmm. like to where or the shit. He's like you or me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Smeagol is the evil. Gollum is the evil. Smeagol is the... Yeah, because Smeagol kind of has that Smeagol going on in himself was. as well. Yeah. Yeah, like Smeagol's very much like Frodo in the sense of like they're just kind of innocent and came across this ring. And mm-hmm. Frodo definitely could become Gollum if Does he didn't watch himself. Doesn't he start choking Sam out in two... T- don't they fight over the ring in two towers? Uh, Wait... In the first Gollum one? or about the first time? Sam and Frodo. Is it? Oh, wait, is that the end of? Uh, is that in? Two, I thought it was in Two Towers after Helm's Deep. They no, I don't think they don't, I don't believe they fight themselves. Nah, yeah, they fight but. over. They only. F- Do they even fight? I don't think they even fight in the. They don't fight like physically. They fight like they argue a lot. Okay. You know, from, um, Sam and Gollum. Uh, Yes. Also a few times. Yeah. yeah, that happens in this one. For sure. Yeah. They have a big fight. Okay, never mind then. Um, okay, I'll keep going. I just wanted to open with that. Um, the movie cuts centuries later because it's a flashback to uh, the origins of Gollum. And, you know, he was at least has had the ring for like 500 years, I think, at this point. Yeah, uh, unnaturally long yeah. life. Um, so it cuts to the War of the Ring, where Gandalf leads Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, and King Theoden to Isengard, where they reunite with Merry and Pippin. The group subsequently confront Saruman at his tower, where Theoden attempts to implore his treacherous servant, uh, Grima Wormtongue, to, in rebelling against Saruman. When Saruman dismisses this and hits Wormtongue, the latter responds by stabbing Saruman until Legolas kills Wormtongue by firing a bow at him. Saruman dies when he then falls off the tower. Okay, so that's actually, that's in the extended edition. I was like, that's yeah. the director's yeah. cut. that's in the extended right? edition. I was like, Zai, we did not see that shit. We pulled up. Yeah, because you, met, we, as we were watching it, you were like, whoa. Yeah, I was like, hold on, where, where did all that stuff go? <laughs> that was very important. Boy, I forgot they just yeah, moved it. Um, it. The standard edition cuts to uh, them finding the planetier, I think is what it's called. It's like the uh, planetier. The planetier, yeah, mm-hmm. like the sphere. Um, so yeah, Pippin sees the Planeteer and is seen by Sauron because he looks into it and it has sort of like the quality similar to the ring, uh, where it like allows Sauron to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. From Pippin's descriptions of his visions, Gandalf surmises that Sauron will attack Gondor's capital of Minsa Tirith. He rides there to warn Gondor's steward, Denethor, taking Pippin with him. Um, it cuts to then Gollum leading Frodo and Sam to Minas Margul, where they watch the Witch King of Angmar lead, uh, who's the leader of the Nazgul, lead an army of orcs towards Gondor. Um, is this when we were making fun of them because they like see all of the people leaving and then they run to where they were going? Oh, you you're talking about in the when they you and I at the Black Gate? Yes. At Minas Margul and at uh, the motherfucking what's that shit called? On the Blue Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that this? Is that what it is? Wait, what? When they're about to go, like, oh, when he leads them to the black gate. Yeah, yeah, they just charge like straight in. They're like, oh, yeah, they have all those like uh, people from the east and south coming in. Yeah, like a patrol. (laughs) They're like, yeah, we're just gonna run in and follow them. Yeah, they was tripping. I was like, bro, (laughs) I was literally walking into the front door. I was so literally the worst plan in my. I was so mad because I was like, Like, bro. Gollum is the voice of reason right now. He said, wait, wait. And I, yeah. was like, I was like, yeah, wait. He's like, telling you not to do it. Well, yeah. I would probably listen. Well, my, whole yeah. thing, my whole thing, we got brought up because I was out. like, right. y'all spent this whole stretched. time. You, you, like, fell down the hill. Frodo got, runs down the hill and covers you up and does all this bullshit and digs you out of the ground. I don't know how the fuck Sam got stuck in the fucking ground, by the way, but does all that shit. And hides from these guards just to run in a gate before it closes, knowing that that means there's somebody closing it for one. And the niggas who just walked in, they're only five feet from the gate at that point. They haven't moved <laughs> yeah. yet. You're literally like, you going to be face to face yes, with the niggas you was hiding from. So why were you even hiding? And what what is this plan? Did you have a plan? So you've been hiding all like this time didn't. for what? I feel like you did. <laughs> the last. 
You pointed it out, and I instantly was like, yeah, this is a terrible plan. Bro, I was literally like, this is the worst plan ever. What is this? What's happening? I guess it worked out. Because um, <laughs> it, it, uh, it cuts to them climbing stairs that are carved into a cliff that leads up to a secret tunnel into Mordor. Um, but they're unaware of the fact that at that point, Golem has like totally planned to kill them and take the ring. <laughs> um, the Witch King and his forces strike and overwhelm uh, Os... Os... Osgiliath. Os- 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 there we go. For- <laughs> this is why you're here. Uh, forcing Faramir and his garrison to retreat to Minas Tirith. Golem disposes of the Hobbit's food, blaming Sam. So this is where things get spicy. Yeah. Um, believing that Sam time. desires the ring... Frodo tells him to go home before he and Gollum continue to the tunnel leading to Mordor. Which, first of all, go home. Yeah, where are you going to go? Yeah, what do you mean, go home? I mean, that's pretty much him telling him to, like, fuck go, off. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off and go die. Because yeah. it's like, go home. You, <laughs> and, like, Minas Morgul is directly below them. It's like, yo, that's the Witch King's lair. You you, you just going to have me climb down these stairs? Yeah, Again, exactly. We, we just and spent... You know the gate is shut? We're stuck in here. Yeah. yeah. He said, there's niggas marching down right. there. Like, so, and it's not the band. It's not the band it's marching the in. Like, oh, my goodness. I think this is where, like, we see how cool a character like Sam is. Because you got to put up with some fucking bullshit. Not just, like, traversing in Gollum and, like, the natural perils of life mm-hmm. or a quest. But... Specifically, your best friend's bullshit. Yeah, mm. and, and, and it's like, bro, you you telling me so to go relatable. home? We at the door now. Mm-hmm. You can't even cap. It's like it's literally like Frodo's just like the drunk friend who's just on bullshit. <laughs> yeah, You're just like, like, bro, he's like, no, you go I'm home. Gone. No, go. <laughs> I'm calling an Uber. No, call yeah. up. I don't care. Call me, Frodo. Oh. You asked to come to this party. He said, "Why are you being me? We're here for you, Smeagol." Which, Why? like, that's okay. like Frodo's, like, another question. moment when he another question, his homie. Why, why, uh, why is Frodo chosen? Like, why doesn't Sam get the ring? I think we were talking about that. And, and what happens if Sam gets the ring? I think know, we were like, talking about that because it's like it. he is unremarkable in a way that... Oh, yeah, that was your theory. <laughs> yeah, it's like because he's unremarkable that he gets it because it's like if the ring goes to anyone too powerful or, like, too virtuous... They'll try to use it, mm-hmm. either for good or for evil. Like Gandalf says, like he doesn't want the ring because he'll try to use it, and he knows that, that that's like falling into the trap. Frodo seems almost like he just uses it when he gets scared. Like, exactly, like he really doesn't have that sort of like grandiosity to his like thinking, or like he's ultimately not even that virtuous in the way that I feel like Sam embodies like a virtue. I don't feel like Frodo does necessarily especially along the way his story is inspiring because they succeed mm-hmm. but like along the journey he sucks is yeah, yeah. Well, well, I will like, say, like in the books sam did have the ring for a bit whenever he's like on the way to give it back to frodo and that's right he has like these grand visions of as he's like traversing minas Morgul and like seeing the baron Mordor and all this stuff. So he oh. thinks about it at least. Yeah, and he like has his grand visions of like him being this great boy hero and like purging Mordor and like m- replacing it with all these gardens. And kind of like because of his virtue, he like sees himself as this big figure and then laughs it off. Mm-hmm. And the ring just has no power over him pretty much after that. Which is why like he he gives the ring back super easily. Like Boromir when That's he picked yeah, it up, he's Boromir like, I don't know. Aragorn like. Almost like, never touched Bilbo. it. Bilbo, he yeah. had a whole like weird Jekyll Hyde moment mm-hmm. when he Bro, saw that it. shit was so scary. Gandalf trauma. wouldn't even Child touch it. Yeah, Childish Trauma. It was scary. Galadriel, who was like the, one of the oldest elves in Middle Earth, she freaked out over it and she wouldn't touch it. But like right. Sam, even after having all these big visions of himself, just goes, all right, there you go. Yeah. I was just holding it. That's so how you know he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know, as far as why Frodo being chosen, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess you kind of write about his being unremarkable, but it, it does take in a, him a story long time. full of massive heroes. Yeah, crazy epic heroes. Well, I think and like, like hobbits in general just seem to have not a like lot of Austin. ambition, but like not in the bad sense. Like they care about like food and good cheer and, and just like chilling and, and not enjoying their comfort zone and whatnot. <laughs> whereas everyone else who gets the ring or like have the option to get the ring is very. Goal driven. Yeah, it has like more like lofty ambitions that kind of go beyond 
themselves in their station. Yeah, and yeah, and I think uh, with like with like you said with like the hobbits, like just like yeah, their culture, and uh, especially with like I think one of, like if you break it down to archetypes, I mean actually I don't know if this is an archetype, but I'm gonna just say it is like of like heroes or like you know the the saying of like. Some people have are born with greatness. Some people with greatness thrust upon them like shit. It's like, mm-hmm. in the most realistic sense, like, how ready would the average person be to save the world? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, Frodo, you, you the most regular nigga, and in a, in a, in fact, you a little bit less than a regular nigga. Right, you're a hobbit. You're a hobbit. You're like three feet tall. <laughs> like, well, like, also your uncle already had the ring, type shit. Right, like. But that's kind of the secret like to the ring is in your because family. it's like, yeah. well, he is From actually related to, you know, he one might, of the more adventurous hobbits who kind of breaks the mold. He mm-hmm. might could get it done. Yeah. And he would have to run for years. And Bilbo was and trying his hardest at the beginning to not be adventurous and then mm-hmm. shit. You, you know what? <laughs> Sam Wisecounty <laughs> is just the greatest manager of all time. <laughs> and he was dealing with like, you know, share or We gotta be a mortar by seven. Whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, but he was like, we got there. You know what? <laughs> they got the mortar at 655. They got there right on time. Cause the, e- the eagles not a minute up. to lose. Like, as soon as he lost that finger, the, they was ready to get out of there. He was like, "All right, <laughs> 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 it was over." Okay, I'm gonna keep going. Um, Gollum tricks Frodo into venturing into the lair of a giant spider, Shelob. Frodo narrowly escapes and confronts Gollum, telling him that he must destroy the ring for both their sake. Gollum attacks Frodo but falls down a chasm. Frodo continues on. But Shelob discovers, paralyzes, and binds him in a scene that is like childhood nightmare fuel, with just the spiders terrifying and all of it. Um, Sam returns and uh, injures Shelob, driving her away, but then uh, hides as orcs appear and take Frodo with them. The orcs appear to execute uh, Frodo, but they end up fighting each other over Frodo's mithril. The distraction allows Sam to rescue Frodo, and they escape before continuing their journey. We're talking about Sam being awesome. He wounds a demonic spider. Yeah. Yo, just no kind of like bags. improving. Just like, oh, okay, this is happening now. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I feel like Sam is a daddy. Of like some sort of force. You know, like Gandalf. He's the everyman daddy. Yeah. What? That's what I'm saying. He's well, like, he yeah. just is like a full embodiment of like what, you know, a person is capable of being. You what, know, it's well, like, what, what archetype is that? I don't know. I don't know, because like at the, cause still at the end of the day, Sam's a very much like homesy family man dude mm-hmm. yeah. with like very, I want to say conservative per se, but it's like family values. Man. Like he's so average, generally speaking, that like it's not until he goes on this quest that like he really starts becoming a badass. And yeah. then even after being a badass, he just goes back home and like marries a bartender. But it feels like yeah, that's what I like about him. It's not like he has some blessed bloodline that makes him mm-hmm. be dope when he's seventy, like Aragorn. Yeah, right. And then like he's not a dwarf. Yeah, he's not dwarf a dwarf, cool. which is naturally yeah, are cool. Same with elves. And then it's like instead he's just a hobbit, and he's passionate and cares and is brave. You he know, has he's just integrity. like mm-hmm. yeah, he's just a good like virtuous dude, and that kind of like that. Effectively makes him a hero. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like courageous. Yeah, just by like embodying these virtues, he is no different than some of these like characters that are demigods. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. it's like yeah, and it's like I understand. I I can totally see what you're saying. Like he's like he's curious. Almost like a conservative dad, but the thing is, he's not an asshole in the sense that like. He just doesn't push nothing on nobody. He like looks at. He's like, I always wanted to go see the. Elves. It's what he's he like wants. still adventurous to some little degree. Yeah, he's he's still having fun. He has a sense of curiosity. He's not like cut off. He's just. He's not he's a just like, he's just, He just has his yeah. comfort zone and he likes it. He's just like, I want to be in the Shire. I like my little rivers. I like my little gardens. 
I'm a gardener. Like, yeah, the little, bar, the little bartender. He's like an equivalent of like a middle class worker who just like wants to go see the world. Yeah. 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 I love Sims. He just kind of seems like uh, someone I would know that I'm just like, that person is awesome. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> like, not like a crazy hero, but just the yeah. kind of person you would just admire. You know, like, oh, I'd like to be like that. You know? Mm-hmm. Person but, makes you heroic when put under a stressful situation. Okay. Um, as King Theoden <laughs> gathers the uh, Rohimir army, Aragorn learns uh, from Elrond that Arwen um, is dying having refused to leave Middle-earth to be with Aragorn after seeing a vision of her future son. Arwen convinced a reluctant Elrond to order the shards of the King uh, Endolin's sword, Narsil, to be reforged into... Am- uh, fuck, I'm messing up all this lore. Okay, hold on. Pass that motherfucking mic. You're right. <laughs> to be reforged into Andril so Aragorn can reclaim his birthright and regain reinforcements from the ghostly dead men of Dunharrow. Uh, joined by Legolas and Gimli, Aragorn travels to the Deadman's Lair, pledging to release them from uh, Isildur's undead curse should they come to Gondor's aid. So yeah, this is the awesome scene where they assemble the army of the undead. <laughs> and uh, that's like, to me, the standout part of the movie that I just like always remembered. I always thought it was so awesome as a kid, and it's just... Uh, well, rewatching it, I started thinking about it more from like... Uh, analytical perspective so I, I do have a question and it was like um, it's about how if this is like an alliance between to me the living and the dead and mm-hmm. the fact that those two forces are coming together to fight Sauron then like what does Sauron represent if both the forces of the dead and the living are working together to stop it oh so we're like kind of showing that Sauron couldn't just represent just powers of death. Yeah, because he's not say, because like, death, the army of the, or is it more rather that they're like the undead? You know, like it's hard to say, but like yeah, because there is this like force of death itself fighting him. Then I don't mm-hmm. necess- then from like or just sort of like a symbolic view, I don't necessarily view it as this battle of like the living versus the dead. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I definitely say you're right on that. So like, then Sauron's more of like. Tyranny, I, I, I suppose, because unlike his master Morgoth, who was a bit more like death, I just want to destroy literally everything and then piss on the ashes. Sauron was definitely more of a, I want to just rule the world, but actively rule it. Like, I just want to be in charge of everything mm-hmm. and make everything go exactly how I want it to go so I can achieve perfect order at all costs. And if that means I have to like wipe out a good chunk of you guys to do that, I will. He's dead. So it's almost more like this sort of like collective coalition versus versus like a single like like maniacal like egoist. Like it's like him totally just trying to exercise like an individualized like will versus this collective coalition that is like elves and dwarves and humans mm-hmm. and the undead like and hobbits and trees like every like you know all of the like this whole coalition like mass movement i guess yeah so maybe more like that yeah definitely he's like most monomaniacal villain who just wants to perpetuate his ego over the living of the dead whereas the living and the dead just kind of want to live and die in peace. <laughs> yes, like continue the cycle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like that That was interesting to me when I kind of was thinking about it like that because like so often stories like this it just kind of turns into like light versus dark, life versus death and this one is a little more nuanced and has more to it, I think, because there's this army of dead like involved in the direct conflict. Yeah, it's more like freedom versus domination. Because yeah. even like the, the coalition of like elves and men mm-hmm. And, and dwarves um, often will get called like the free peoples of Middle Earth, kind of implying that their antithesis is more just being dominated by this hostile, narrow-minded force. I have so many mm-hmm. questions about this universe. It's like, it's great. Would what, what, what do dwarves mean? <laughs> 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 that, I love it. 
<laughs> but you, you feel what I'm saying? Exactly what you're saying. Because there's it. like man, but man isn't really regular. Well, and, and we were like hobbits, which feels yeah. like man, mm-hmm. but then it's like in dwarves. a different way. What the yeah. fuck is a dwarf? Because the, the dwarves is hard. The dwarves are different. Yeah, because like are the dwarves the British? No, the Scottish. Oh, they're the Scottish. The Scottish and the Jews. Yeah, I can see that combined. The dwarves go. I can definitely see the Scottish. Yeah, if hobbits are the the British. Like mm-hmm. the English, then yeah, dwarves are the Scots. Okay. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. Man as America is is very consistent. You said man as what? As America is like very consistent. Because Aragorn is like, he lives in Texas. He likes beer. He's a ranger. Yeah, yeah you I, know I, what I'm saying? More, more European, because like Tolkien really wanted to pull like, almost strictly from uh, British and from like. And he's Italian. <laughs> he said that Aragorn's Italian. I'm not gonna question <laughs> Aragorn. <laughs> that's, that's how I was thinking too. I was like, I ain't gonna question. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, it feels right. Mm. It feels right. Okay. He's like in a more Mediterranean spot. He's great. Makes sense. <laughs> the elves, the elves are the French. Yeah. The elves are very pretentious and stuck up. I can see that. Man, but Legolas was hard. Yes, but he has French energy to me. I don't know. I can't explain it. I can't explain He's, he never says anything, so you don't know. If the humans are Italian, then the elves are French, and that's that's not on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving um, on. Uh, Farmir is gravely wounded after a futile effort to recapture Osgiliath. Believing his son to be dead, Denethor falls into madness. Gandalf is left to defend the city against the orc army led by uh, Gothmog. As Gothmog's army forces its way into the city, Denethor attempts to kill himself and Faramir on a pyre. Pippin alerts Gandalf and they save Faramir, but a burning Denethor leaps to his death from atop the Minas Tirith just before Theoden and his nephew, Yomer, arrive with the Rohirrim. That scene is awesome. And the flaming guy, like, I mean, I don't even know how to describe that architectural feature of that building. It's like kind of this, like, bridge that then just, like, drops off and goes nowhere. And then he just, like, falls, like, flaming through the sky. And gave me... I, oh, did you have off, the, off that top? Yes, like, what yeah. would you... How would you even describe that, like, piece of architecture on the building? Because it's, like, sort of this balcony that sh- sticks way off forward. Yeah, it looks like a, like a, it's a like dock. It's like a lookout. It's yeah, like a dock almost. Yeah, it's like... That's like mountain, almost, like, cro- like half a bridge, kind of. But that shot is so awesome with the flaming mm. body, like, falling. I got and 9-11 vibes when I saw like, that like, 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 game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that shit reminded me of 9-11 when I saw the picture earlier. Oh, yeah. Well, when we were talking about how, like, this was... This is post-9-11, mm-hmm. and I, I genuinely think that's, like, a collective unconscious sort mm-hmm. of just, like, it leaked into the imagery of, like, the tiny body so, transition. Don't get me started on the fact that there's the two towers. Don't get me started on that. That confused me of, like, fuck, as a kid. Me too. I didn't understand. I was like, everyone's talking about these towers, I and then now this movie's coming about no, towers. What's going on with I towers? Sometimes I was like 10. I, don't I used yeah. to sometimes call that movie the Twin Towers. Like A lot of people yes. did. Lord of the Rings. Which is like a weird, again, like Freudian slip sort of like... Uh, what's that shit like called? Conscious thing. The, um, what's that other shit called? The, uh, I can't remember. It's the... Uh, never mind. I can't remember. I don't know. Have you? Yeah. There's some, some fancy psychology term for it. Yeah, sure. Yo, yeah. The, the parable of two brothers. It's his story in the Bible. Like Cain and Abel? Not Cain, it's not Cain and Abel. Particle son? Uh, I don't I don't remember, but my mom sent it to me one day. And it's... it's uh, so basically, there's a king. There's, there's oh. two brothers... Right. And there, there's like a brother who goes away with all his money and oh, his yes. riches, yep. and he spends all of his money, but mm-hmm. he gets to come back. And then there's a brother who's like been loyal the whole time, and he's yeah. like upset. Yeah, that's part so of the time. that's how I think of like Boromir and his brother, kinda. Mm. So like uh, Boromir, Boromir was the good one because they're both not really like that good. For, for, kind of both just, yeah they're just both just taking orders but Boromir went and was like alright I'm gonna go on this noble quest or whatever but then he ended up being like alright I'm gonna get this ring mm-hmm. but then he dies you know but is redeemed in his death yeah and I think in, in context like given like the whole sense of a father thing like how his father's deal is like bro you just holding on to the throne and he ended up like doing too much Mm-hmm. So Boromir was like the 
the first, uh, I guess, you know, shift in like thinking, or or I don't know. I I, I see like a, a bit of a parallel between that. I can see, that. Yeah, and it might be reaching, but it's like that's what I I think of uh, I, when I, when I, I see that because he because the young the other brother almost dies. Mm-hmm. And he's exactly. he's almost just burnt because of the the father suits, but it's kind of like uh, I guess Bormir's will saved him because uh, Pippin sees that he mm-hmm. he seen that and he was like, nah, look, your son was hella noble, you got it, you got shit fucked up, like why are you trying to kill yourself and and the, the son? Just kill your side, you know. I mean, it's like leave Faramir alive. Yeah. Shit. But uh, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I just gathered that from that, and I was just wondering if y'all was aware of that. Tell me if it. it no, I think that, I, I could no, I definitely really reflect in there because yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah, one brother who like, goes off, loses everything, gets all this respect though, and the other brother that's been there the whole time, gets no respect. Yeah. yeah. He 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 was like he sent dies. to die, essentially. Mm-hmm. Or he he fought in battle, did something noble, and the dad was like, yo, <laughs> he's dead. No, mm-hmm. like, doing this weird shit. Yeah. But... Yeah. That was an interesting I, character. I was gonna say, like, I I think it's really interesting the way that he, like, just sort of commits to the idea that uh, Farmier's dead. Yeah. And, like, once he, like, processes that then he just like can't commit yeah exactly he's still he's still like alright well he's so he's consumed still by his despair that he like when he like is ignoring evidence that he doesn't need to be in despair <clears throat> oh someone's got something caught my throat but yeah it's interesting to use that word despair because that's kind of like his that's his like driving sweet. force I guess at, at that point yeah. Tolkien in one of his letters was making a comment on how like, despair was this huge no-no, he kind of, like, thought of it as a sin, because it's like, Despair has already decided what's going to happen. I, yes. I, I like, sort of already committed. made the decision about the future, as opposed to, like, letting the future play out and having hope. Mm-hmm. He's just like, no, I, I saw in the Palantir that, like, black ships show up, so I know that Gondor is going to, like, going to fall. My son looks dead. I know he's dead. Yes. I'm just going to take this and run with it and go immediately to the worst possible conclusion and just stay there. Mm. Man... I think, like all the all that we we've, we've been doing, like these podcasts on him, you're you're a big fan of like Tolkien's work. I, he must have been like a really great writer because there's so many worlds within the worlds, and then there's like so many just uh, parallels that may not be intentional or not mm-hmm. that has come from it. Like. He put out some. He put out like some crazy shit. Yeah, no. Yeah, there are really so many like, layers to it's, peel back. It's so deep, and he worked over weird. a long period of time too. So definitely had a lot of time to be super conscious of everything mm-hmm. he was putting in there. Like, maybe not everything, but a lot. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, during the ensuing battle, the they are overwhelmed by the elephant riding Hotterim, and the witch king is uh, mortally wounds Theoden. Just as the Witch King prepares to finish off uh, Theoden, his niece, Theolin battles and manages to kill the Witch King with Mary's help. Um, which, awesome. Female girl power. Like, probably one of the dopest female characters in the uh, trilogy. It's only two really hard female ca- characters. It's one of, like, three female characters, I think, period. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Dude, they're definitely weird. sparse. I guess four if you count Rosie. Mm-hmm. Huh? Okay. Um... Let's see. Eowyn subsequently tends to Theoden afterwards, and they bid each other farewell before Theoden dies in front of his niece. Aragorn then arrives with the army of the dead, who overcomes Sauron's forces and wins the battle. Afterwards, Aragorn frees the dead men from their curse. Aragorn decides to march upon the Black Gate as a distraction so Sam and Frodo can reach Mount Doom. Aragorn's army draws out Sauron's remaining forces and empties uh, Mordor, allowing Frodo and Sam to reach the volcano. But Gollum attacks them just as they reach Mount Doom. As Frodo stands on the ledge over the volcanic fire, he succumbs to the ring and claims uh, it as his own, pulling on his finger. Okay, so that's pretty big. That's when Frodo says, fuck it, and decides to put on the ring. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I just want to ask, like, why? Like, they, I, yeah, they make it all the way there, and then he just is like, fuck it. Yeah, I want to ask, how did everybody feel during that moment? When you first saw that, like, when you first ever watched the movie, or even right, even now, how does it make you feel? I was a kid when I first watched I the movie. Was I was mad. I was mad. Yeah. Legit was like, bro. Cause I felt like I, mean, for I felt me, like as a kid, I was like, "What the?" Because I still I watched all of them coming mm-hmm. up, so I got the story. I was like, "No!" I was like, "I know what you're supposed to be doing right now." Like, why aren't you doing it? I was more surprised <laughs> when I was a kid, but like rewatching it more recently, it makes total sense that that's the moment where he turns. Because like, if that general principle is true, that like the more you want to do a good thing, the more you're tempted to do the bad thing. Yeah. Like when you have the uttermost moment. <laughs> To complete your good task is when you're yeah. going to face like the peak. It's probably the first peak. time he's really yeah. thinking yeah. about it. It's yeah, like, and now like he's literally in the heart of Sauron's land, where Sauron once stood and held this thing up, and like with this thing that has Sauron's spirit in it, it's like, well, you've already been kind of like, slowly breaking down this whole time. Well, he, of course, right when you need to not break down. He's so seen what it's like, worth. That's a good. Like, that's a good way to take it. You, though. you spent you all this time. Like, okay, think about working a job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So think about how long an hour is for you. So what's minimum wage? Like right now? So minimum wage I mean, is like what's seven something? Seven something is an hour of your life. Like, yeah, seven something is an hour of your life. And you think about it. And then, and, and look, I'm not going to go down that bag because I got a lot. A lot to unpack about that. We can do but that. But anyway, so <laughs> a ring. Now, like when you marry somebody, that ring, that ring means something. Right. That's right. there's already symbolism to that. But it's just a ring, though. If you was just wearing a ring, it would be just be a ring. I, w- I would probably give you a compliment. Mm-hmm. For, but even if whether it's nickel or gold, I'd probably still give you a compliment if it looks nice. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it's a fucking ring, and all of the shit that they had to go through. Well, it's not just any ring. It makes you invisible. <laughs> but it gives you some like meta universe. Yeah, it's just a ring. But no, but I guess it, it is get, what I'm getting getting at. Yeah. Money doesn't have any value, or just but the the time you spent, the work that you go through has value. Yeah, that this he is a, it's a symbol. Of something. I say it's, it's not just like a ring. It's like it's when it's, it's time to give up this burden. This like this this thing that makes me important. Mm-hmm. Yes, because we were we were talking it's about power. The ring is like power. power it's itself. power. Yeah, it's like if if you if Frodo like without Sauron was able to utilize the full power of the ring, I mean he could just rule the entire world. Exactly. If you really wanted to, so it's mm-hmm. like for people who care about power, I guess it's like infinitely more value than anything else. Yeah. Like oh, you want world peace? You can just take this thing and have ultimate power to do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like this nigga don't even know how he's gonna walk back to the Shire after this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. I see yeah, why he's like he's laying on a rock. There's a river of lava around. The him. most chapped lips. Yeah. yeah. It's like oh, shit. He's like really man, interesting on a commentary on just like the the weakness of mankind because technically hoppers are still part of like humankind somehow, yeah. but like yeah, I mean the the most powerful ones couldn't do it. Even this one, when he gets all the way up to it, is almost able to, and then still not able to do it. Man, is all of this like all of this just based off of power corrupts absolutely? In part, yeah. Well, because the ring is like absolute power. Yeah, like it just objectifies like a single thing. Mm -hmm. And like that's kind of circling back to a comment earlier about like why why were hobbits usually so resilient? Sam doesn't really care. Frodo, it takes him a long time and only like dire circumstances to switch. Bilbo doesn't really switch for years. It's like they don't really care about power. True. It's okay. a very interesting comment about power. Um, Frodo attacks Gollum in an attempt to reclaim the ring. In an ensuing struggle, they both fall off the ledge. Gollum falls into the lava with the ring and dies. Like Loki, like you know, holding it and admiring it as he melts. Like, mm-hmm. He dies before the ring is melted. Which is like amazing. There's a lot there. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, Frodo clings to the side of the ledge and is rescued by Sam as the ring disintegrates into lava. As Frodo and Sam escape, Sauron is defeated along with his orcs on the Nazgul. As Mordor crumbles, uh, or Mordor crumbles, finally destroying Sauron once and for all. 
Gandalf flies in with his eagles in the battle's aftermath and rescues the hobbits, who awaken in uh, Minas Tirith and are reunited with the surviving fellowship. Aragorn is crowned king of Gondor and takes Arwen as his queen. The hobbits return home to the Shire, where Sam marries Rosie Cotton. A few years later, Frodo departs Middle-earth from the, uh, for the Undying Lands with his uncle Bilbo, Gandalf, and the elves. He leaves Sam uh, the Red Book of Westmarch, which details their adventure. Sam returns to the Shire, where he embraces Rosie and their children. The last words on the book and the film are the same. Well, I'm back. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's not the movie yet. Um, so, all in all, what are you guys' thoughts on the end? I know, I kind of wanted to talk, ask you about it, because you know, like, more about the Undying Lands, like, where they mm-hmm. go at the end. Because it's sort of like, it feels like essentially like Bilbo is like super duper old and he's like dying and going to heaven. It's sort yeah. of how it's like shot and shown in the movie. Um, so what is that all about? Like where are they going? Yeah, and I'd say even in the book it still kind of has that connotation of like they're going to this heavenly realm. So like in the the lower, the undying realms is like the realm of the Valar, like of, of the lowercase g gods. Um, they have like their Olympus equivalent where the king and queen of the gods live, where the elves all live. Oh, that's where all the elves are going back to, by the way. Like, hellos ago, elves were first made. They found their way to the land of the gods. It was like the schism okay. and rebellion against the will of the gods that brought many elves back to Middle Earth, including Galadriel at that time. So, a lot of them are just going back there and kind of restoring the wholeness of their species. So, like, the elves won't die there. Bilbo and Frodo, I do believe, will die there. But it's still, like, a super peaceful place where everyone's immortal. All of, like, the oldest beings in creation are just kind of, like, chilling forever. The sun it's and the moon Florida came. For the old people. Yeah, it's like the sun and the moon came from the Undying Lands. It sounds like Ben's poem. Like, uh, it sounds like Ben's poem. It's like yeah. a whole continent of, like, Cook Rivendell. But, like, Rivendell. Oh, that sounds eater. It's fire. Like, Rivendell squared. I guess. Like, those vibes plus some gods, but, like, forever on a continental scale. Okay. So they're pretty much going to, like, paradise. Yeah. On Earth. Or, yeah. you know... And going to the Garden of Eden or yeah. whatever you want. This spirit realm of Avatar. Yeah, it's like, just like the... Like, I think they call them the Land of the Blessed. They're, they're in the Garden. Inspired the by, um, The community like, garden. the Irish mythology. They had, like, the, the other world across the sea. A lot of, like, North European mythology had this idea that if you just kept going west to like the land of sunset, you would find this golden realm where everything was perfect. Little did they know. <laughs> Little did they know, yeah. And I think Tolkien kind of like took that mythical theme and like put it in a real place on Middle Earth that like only the elves and like I guess a slim amount of people potentially outside of the I feel like Frodo earned it. it. Yeah. Frodo earned it for Yeah, sure. definitely. And like he was personally like invited to come there and repose because Low of like, everything he did whereas like, the gods stayed over there they didn't come fight Sauron did you tell Man, me Frodo- that oh sorry no no I was just gonna ask did you tell me that eventually they invited Sam too like uh, later I don't Man. that I don't Sam recall I, I, I think Sam did go after like uh, later his, later his wife later. died like when he was oh, like, oh yeah that's I'll, what we were talking about I'm glad later. that's not in the movie <laughs> Because, like... <laughs> I'd be like, damn. Legolas and Gimli yeah. eventually went... Okay, yeah. Sam did go. Legolas and Gimli all eventually... Oh, oh, of wow. course. Okay, so they're all just chilling. Who would have the box in, of in eternity? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. But yeah. the only thing... I, I, I felt... I was sad Mary Pippin. But they chose to come to, to pass in their respect. Like, we're gonna get drunk. I think Mary should have got it. Pippin was a knight. Pippin was a knight. I mean, yeah, Pippin is big in the last battle. Aragorn didn't go over either. He died. He had to be a king. Uh, Oh, but he probably had to stay. um, Be king. (laughs) Because, what, Eowyn? Arwen? Arwen? Because she probably couldn't go. Because she gave Yeah, her. I always low-key thought that Don't like, you go make it one or two that they could like, they could have just gone over when he was old, but he still yeah, would have died either okay. way. And I think and it was she, probably like she didn't want to live in a world where he was dead. Okay. And she could never see that him. That makes sense. Yeah. He was like, We'll both die, we'll go on. Mm-hmm. Romantic shit. Yeah. You know. Right, exactly. Okay. They kid probably hundred and ten at this point. Right, yeah, I mean, I yeah, Hillary is what, 70 yeah. in the movie? 77? Yeah, I think yeah. he was like two something whenever he finally died. Okay. 
See, it's a nice long one. Now I want to know, does this nigga get, like, does his son get, like, similar lifespan or is it a little extra because it's like not only did you have the sacred uh, like lifeline of the what now oh the Dunedain the Dunedain oh but he's also half elf you're also half elf and oh no he gets the option doesn't he would he get the option yes uh, I have to double check because it, that's right if, wouldn't he if Armin had already chosen humanity by the oh, time she gave birth to him, shoot, I'm not shoot. entirely sure. Hey, uh, video game developers, that right, sounds like wrong. a great game. Please. So, Aragon, if you want to bless us with a game or an anime, right, I will settle for it. I think a Lord of the Rings anime, yeah. Come on, Randy. Aragorn's son? Te- yeah, what tell us about Aragorn's son. Like, what did he choose? Did he choose to be an elf or did he choose to be a human? That writes itself. Why? Can he kick Megan ass? Megan, my elf, just because. I feel like that would be pretty hard. I'm going to find out. Elf, for sure. Find out right freaking now. Okay. But make him a weird elf. Make him an elf that's like not like other elves, so he's still an outcast. Give well, some depth. we need to wrap up soon, but I did want to ask one last question, which Michael asked before we started recording, but it was like, how do you think the movies would do now if they came out like now? Hey. I think they'd probably be considered heaters. So yeah, if, if, if it was a 9.75, it would be a 9.50. Yeah, that's all. I'm I think saying. it was. Like, it, like, it would. It, the point five would be knocked off because if they came out the exact same way, the only the only knocks would be like some of the stuff would look dated, but it's like not even that much of it. That's why it's only a point five knockoff. Like, I wonder if most of it looks like it could survive. Like today, it just needs to like as long as they. I mean, you know, they do the remakes, the remastered versions, shit. I bet if you look, the at CGI the is pretty sparing. Right, and is like high quality when it is used. It's used like selectively. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. cam- like after that, it's, it's just, just remixing and remastering because of the uh, like the camera conditions were different. Yeah. The camera qualities were different. Like, I'm curious how will we taken like thematically because like the big fantasy epic of our time right now is Game of Thrones, which mm-hmm. was in part so powerful, and influential because it did kind of represent this like geist of just darkness, I guess. And, like, it's true, and Lord of the Rings has much more of a positive story of like light. Yeah, it's, know, it's like I just heard more like, about hope and friendship and family and like goodwill out. Whereas like Game of Thrones and other major shows going on right now, kind of like that in that vein, are more like no, no, there's really no grand purpose and things kind of suck. But sure. like you, you maybe you can earn some goodness perhaps if you survive. Yeah, it seems to reflect. Reflect. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like, release something like Lord of the Rings like now. I wonder like. <laughs> Oh, no, I, I think it's like religion versus spirituality. It does totally okay. sound like that. <laughs> I would ways. say I would say spirituality is Game of Thrones. Hmm. And then religion is is uh, Lord of the Rings. Because it's yeah, elaborate on that. Well, oh, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lot of pressure, and I only got a few minutes, so I'm not. Gonna yeah, I think we might, oh, we, we can talk we about can give it. You, yeah, we'll yeah. we'll hop on that once we turn off the mic. But mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of Community Garden. So, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. I think we're doing a Christmas episode. Shout out Boulevard for the beer. Yes, shout out Boulevard. It wasn't free, but it could be in the future. Hey, we'll we'll pay for it still. Yeah, we'll pay for it and and drink the free beer, too. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just like supplemental. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll get that.